0: Listening to ABQ Central.
1: Well,
2: to be fair.
3: To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. fair. With your host, Van Nunley.
0: This is all right. This is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream here. The cream of the crop. 95.9
2: FM, 610, The Sports Animal. And TalkABQ.com.
1: Turn it up. Turn it up.
4: It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here.
2: Cavs are here. You're picking up. I'm trying.
4: My name is Fred Slow, and I will hang out alongside you, friend of the show, until 7 o'clock. Well, then we will pass the baton to one Mike Trujillo of True to the Game, who will take you up until 10 p.m. So we'll start your World Series coverage And Trujillo will finish it. How very exciting. Van's not here. (laughs) Oh, okay, guys. Shoot. Van Nunley out with what I would only call the World Series sickness. I don't know what other verbiage to use. So sitting in his seat, sitting alongside me, sitting alongside you, friend of the show, Ryan Tamari. Ryan, welcome.
2: I have to question myself. I'm Van Nunley? Like, I'm Ron Burgundy? That was bad.
4: I'm going to turn you up just a little bit because you decided to come in with a whisper. So now you're on my level. There we go. Is that better? Michael, how do you feel about that? Is that better?
3: Uh, a little more.
4: We're living in the future, technology-wise. You could do that, Ron Burgundy. I'm Van Nunley. Mom made me mash my Eminem. There we go. <laughs> okay. Mike, Unique New York. Mike Vitale behind the glass, making sure that us on this side of the glass do a better job than we would do without him. Hello, Michael. Hi, how are you? I am well. I am very full from candies you brought me that I assume that you stole
3: from children, Michael. Not yet. I haven't gotten that desperate. Mike, are you going trick-or-treating Sunday night? Uh, I should, but I think I've got too much hair on my face. There's an age limit, I think. And you can shave. And if you got gray hair, forget <laughs> it. Then I'm out. I, I think the li- the limit should be eleven or twelve. I think or ten. To
4: are you talking about to take the bag up to the door?
3: Or yeah, are you t- okay? Take the bag up to the door.
4: Because I think if you're a teenager, you can take siblings. Like you can chaperone. That's right, a lot of people do that.
2: I'm an only child, so I don't understand that.
4: Do you have a lot of sadness from your childhood
2: that you go back to regularly? <laughs> I don't. I lose sleep over it at night.
4: You do you want to do the varsity of childhood traumas for Ryan Tamari? No,
2: mine are bad.
4: <laughs> mine are really bad. So you don't.
2: Yeah, my childhood. My childhood messed up.
4: Connect with your boys on the Kwan's <laughs> Auto Care hotline. Well, there goes
2: the show. Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's therapy
4: now. This hey, this is like this is my living journal. There you go. I've had this talk before. Dear diary. Yeah. Dear friend of the show. Dear Fred. Kwan's Auto Care Hotline all day long, 505-246-0610. Connect with us, we'll connect with you. Text us on the, the text line doesn't have a sponsor right now. Text us, 505-246-0610. You text us, we'll text you. Everyone knows I'm super fast on the reply. And by super fast, I mean I get to it usually. Joining us on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline at 5 o'clock today, one J.J. Buck, you may know him from the morning show here. The opening drive. He also pulling double duty today. Yeah. Well he's also he often is pulling like quadruple duty. Because he's gonna join us to talk UNM women's soccer as they are they're the champs. They're the ones. They are uh, co conference champs right now and they're number one seed in the tournament. Isn't that something west? That's something crazy, right? For here, yeah. What's that mean? Why are you saying it like that?
3: Well, because the men were always a stronger program, right, Ryan? For a while there, yeah. They, I covered them and they were number one in the country. But they, Heather has done a great job bringing in good talent. Well, I don't understand. There is no men's team. What are you guys talking about? There was, keyword was, a men's team. It was an but, incredible program,
2: very too. Very good program. Uh, Jeremy Fishman was the head coach. He was awesome.
4: What's he doing now? I
2: think he's the head coach at uh, Albuquerque High, man boys soccer oh, I, mean, I think
3: it's women's and then he does uh real estate too on the side there you go you need to have him on the program
4: yes there's your sponsor for the text line i'm on a new thing did i tell you guys i'm on a new thing what's that all right so I, we've so running been running do- in your journal no well my my uh, this is my auditory my orated journal oh okay so i we've been doing sober october mm-hmm. which i'm insanely prepared to stop Like, my excitement level for November 1st, I cannot really put into verbiage. Uh, Michael, you don't know this yet, but I think one week from today, Van and I will be in Houston at Game 6 of the World Series. All right. If Atlanta is so fortunate to win two games before then.
3: And that's where you'll start celebrating
4: November. That's the plan. Actually, it's going to start this Saturday night on October the 30th. (laughs) At your show. Yeah, because we're hosting. I don't know if you saw on the KOB this morning. KOB ran a real nice little story on us. I saw that. I'll put the link on all the social media outlets at Talk ABQ. But we're doing Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ryan.
2: I'm aware and I'm excited.
3: Thank you. congratulations, by the way. Ryan, have you ever seen Rocky Horror?
2: I sure have. I actually was on a walk yesterday and uh, I put music on and the playlist was Halloween and Time War came on. And I thought of you guys. Isn't that weird? <laughs> when when you were
4: on your walk and Time
3: Warp came on, did you take a jump to the left? No, I did not. And a step to the right. Ra- uh, uh, uh would have been dead on arrival in the street.
2: You know, I can't help but always, when I always think of anything related to Tim Curry, I just think of Pennywise. And what is that? He is the clown in It. So I've never seen that. Yeah. You're not... For for entertainment purposes, and if you love Tim Curry, then watch the nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one TV series. It's he's worth the price
3: of admission.
4: It's called the Rocky Horror TV series. No, it.
3: Oh, okay. It by Stephen King. And that was that was strange, strange movie. Is it a horror movie? Because I don't watch horror movies. It's <laughs> kind of mi- mix. Well, mixture being of... that
2: this version was made for TV, it's pretty campy and corny.
4: All right, today's varsity is the varsity of. Movies made for TV, okay? Wow. So that's today's varsity. I think that's a very good one. The varsity of made for TV. That's going to require some deep thought for me. Okay. Yeah, don't waste it on the last segment of the show. <laughs> World Series, uh, first pitch tonight at 6 o'clock. The World Series, sh- it should be the most exciting one of all time, as they all are the most exciting one of all time.
2: Most anticipated.
4: And I think this is the most cut and dry good versus evil one in a lot of years, Right. It's definitely a feel-good story versus the evil empire. I think the last time it was this distant was maybe the Cubs World Series. Nah. You don't think? Nah, Cleveland,
2: people are on the Cleveland bandwagon. Well, I mean, I know they, the Cavaliers had just won the NBA Finals, but, you know, the waiting is the hardest part. They wanted the Indians to win that's a that's a that's a baseball
4: maybe time. the Red Sox Cardinals,
2: I would say probably Astro's white sox in two thousand five like nobody maybe nobody cared maybe the next year unless you lived in St Louis or Detroit, you cared when the Cardinals beat uh well
4: that's Tiger. what I'm saying no one cares like no one cares doesn't count I'm talking like like it like there are good guys and there are bad guys in this game,
2: probably. Well, 2008 to eight, 2018 doesn't count because you had Dodgers and Red Sox. They're both beloved and hated.
4: So, yeah, but you're talking from like a phantom perspective because you're a Dodgers guy. No, I'm a Mets guy. It's all the same.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, all the same.
4: Maybe the Yankees and Diamondbacks in 01 because I don't know if you remember, but in 01 there was 9-11. Yes. So that that made the Diamondbacks for some reason the enemy, but really at that time no one was hated because the culture of the country at that time was like just only filled with love. I think the country needed a series like that, and they got it,
2: and it really helped. I don't know. It really showed what we are as about what we are as Americans. Baseball, I don't pastime. That was a
4: that was a much needed series in this country's history. Yeah, I re- I'm being serious. I can't come up with one where it's more cut and dry on who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. Like, this is it. Are you speaking in terms of a championship matchup or just the World Series? Just the World Series. World Series, yeah, I can't think of any. Because the Braves are the good guys. Yes. They're the best. They're the uh, they're the Cinderella story. They're the up-and-comers. They're the all of that. And they had the least amount of wins of all six postseason teams. It always is like that. Yeah. It's whoever catches fire. They're a good team. They've got good pitching. Charlie Morton's special. And he knows this Houston team. He was on the the World Series team just during 2017 and 18. Which are the teams that matter. I like the idea cuz he's been sitting what's he been sitting by, like a week, 6 days or something? He should be able to go out and yeah, throw it's been about a 100 in by the week. Yeah, 110 pitches, right? Realistically. Should. Yeah. The kid for
3: Houston, the Valdez kid, and Garcia though they were yeah they were bad in games one one and two here in this last series and then they had real good middle relief in games games five and six. To me, the Astros have the pitching edge, but Atlanta has no. I, I take it back. Atlanta has the pitching edge, and the Houston Astros have the batting edge. This is the Which I means there's it. no edge,
4: right? Because yeah. rock beats paper, but paper beats scissors. And I don't know if Scissors is even in the mix on this one.
3: It's That's about a- pitching, and when you get this far.
4: Does it feel like it, the World Series is starting late, too? Does, like, isn't it supposed to be done on Halloween?
2: No, they've gone into early November now, since
4: 2001. Because of Derek Jeter.
2: Yeah, Mr. November. I don't know if that
4: was more New England or more New York. <laughs> I think it was close enough. You can say Gita like with an R or an A. Yeah. Yeah. The World Series is tonight, I would assume that's why Van is not here. Very excited for that. I'm excited for the pitching matchup. I do want to see what those bats are going to do. We'll do a big World Series preview, I don't know, around like 4.30. So that would be a good one. Obviously, Monday Night Football last night, we'll cover that. A couple weird NFL stories going around. I guess the Combine is like the Olympics now, so we'll talk about that at length. I'm not a fan of the Combine. I'm not a fan of the Olympics. I'm not sure that's relatable in this end. No. We'll do NBA way too early picks, which I really like. Big announcement later in the week. Coach Gonzalez will join us on Thursday, so we're excited about that. I like to do the end-of-the-week interview. I like to preview the next game. Don't need to look back in anger. That's what Oasis always said. Ryan tomorrow will be here with us all day long. When we get back, Monday Night Football recap, mostly I'm going to talk about the Manning cast.
1: I love it. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM610. The sports animal. 37 seconds to play, first and 10, balls at the 13, snap, he loses the handle, Winston, but now completes it to
4: Kamara at the 10, 5, touchdown Alvin Kamara, touchdown Saints, they do it this time in the red zone, but what a job by Jameis Winston, 13
3: yards, he loses the snap, picks it up, and hits Alvin Kamara.
4: I mean, that's kind of like the whole game, right? The whole weekend. Thank you to the Saints Radio Network. Um, I'm gonna use the word "survived." I don't know what else to use. The the Saints survived the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like two teams that really didn't want to win.
2: <laughs> it well, the weather won.
4: It was bad. Yeah, I, I mentioned mean, it that w- to Mike as I was leaving yesterday from this program. I was like, Mike, it's like actually, that's like Northwest rain.
2: That's bad. I mean, it was worse. Sunday night in Santa Clara, and I'm kind of shocked that the NFL didn't move those games. I mean, I know I sound like it's football. You played in any kind of weather? Yeah, you
4: it, you, it you are so, you're soft. I need you to just admit that I am to, to the friend of the show.
2: You're not wrong.
4: Yeah, say you want it in a dome and you want it 72 degrees. Just say it. Well, that's perfect weather.
2: <laughs> you grew
4: up in Missouri. You had cold winters. It was only zero in the winter. There you go. There's only a hundred in the summer, oh humidity. I mean, it, I mean it's a it's a sticky hundred. New Orleans, and by the way, Jameis Winston, who is the best quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> post LASIK. He needs to be replaced by the best quarterback in the NFL, which is Taysom Hill. It's incredibly me. They have the two best quarterbacks in the league, and they still can't figure it out. Sean Payton's overthinking it. What is he thinking about though? What is there to think about? You got a guy who's better than Drew Brees on your bench and Taysom Hill. You just let him play quarterback. Swiss Army knife? Yes.
2: I love me some Taysom Hill. I wish they'd util- I didn't I wish they'd utilize him more, but
4: I don't think it's Swiss Army. I think it's Mormon Army. Mm-hmm. I think he's part of the Mormon army. Pardon me. Yeah. Then ugh. Because Seattle had one play. They got one touchdown pass. The 84-yard touchdown in the first quarter, uh, D.K. Metcalf. Yeah.
2: Who dyed his hair blue because he needs to cool down, or so he says. That's sweet. Is that real? That's what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but, yeah, he said that he dyed his hair that blue so he wouldn't be so high-headed, and he'd he'd have to remind himself to cool
4: off. I just love that. I love that kind of energy. I love that Dennis Rodman stuff. Yeah. The NFL needs more of that. It's a no-fun league.
2: What? Where is that coming from? I it, I'm surprised. Like the NFL hasn't implemented like an NBA thing where you have to wear something to show up. You know, you can't wear a jersey. You have to wear a collared shirt to enter the arena. You remember those days when
4: and the NBA does that? Yeah,
2: yeah. But I'm saying I'm surprised Goodell hasn't maybe started a rule like that.
4: Well, that is the, the standard. What else do they wear? That, that's what the, that's what players wear right? Yeah, I mean they always like to look fresh. I mean, yeah. The NFL has fun. Have you seen Manning cast? The NFL has fun. Yes. That's ESPN. You're telling me that's not a partnership? You're going you're gonna to sit here for, across the table from me and tell me that ESPN <laughs> is a news source?
3: Cause They're entertainment.
4: You, that's all it is.
3: They're, it's uh, in their name. That's the best thing about Monday Night Football is the Manning podcast. It is.
2: Marshawn Lynch was great last night. Yeah, that was funny. He gets excited. They need to have him on every week, and I hope he just doesn't do three shots of Hennessy. He takes four.
4: If you'd have asked me however many years ago to project Marshawn Lynch's like post-NFL life career, would not have said this. Literally, no. I had no idea. He's got personality. He's funny. He's good on TV. I'm not one to usually say I like, like
2: commercials with retired or current players, but his Uber Eats commercial, with, I, that's between me and my belly. I like that.
4: He does. How do you just get sponsored by Skittles? What that is well, like? He was eating Skittles on the sideline. That's that's what I'm saying. That's like super smart targeted marketing. Well, I give people props at
2: Skittles or whoever owns Skittles, Mars or whatever that whoever's in that
4: marketing department. Hey, kudos to you. They know he's living that life though, because like when you're on – all right, here's the spotlight, right? Two-time Super Bowl champion Eli Manning. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Peyton Manning. Two-time Super Bowl loser, Peyton Manning. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. And Marshawn Lynch is still getting the smoke? He's the man. He's a badass. You got any ships? Uno.
2: One. Sierra oh, he got one ship, don't 13. he? Yeah. And he should have been an MVP a year later had Pete Carroll given him the ball. On the goal line? On the goal line. I don't want to talk about that. Not what? To see Why do you want to talk about that? Because it it's I know I'm on a sports talk radio show right now, but it irritates me.
4: Hot take: It was ten years ago. Who cares? Seven. It was is on eight, <laughs>
3: and he still can't I'm talk nitpicking. about it.
4: What year was it? 2004.
2: Well, it was well, a, it was a 2015 Super Bowl. Super Bowl 49. Was that was, trauma
3: for you because you picked the Seahawks or yeah. no? No, it, you got a little skin in the game. No, you got a little money out there.
2: Not back then. Things, gotta, have, you, things have changed. I've gotta, you got <laughs> you. Got
3: arrested on the night that that happened. No, oh, it is?
2: no, that probably would have been better. I had a party in my house and I had went too many cocktails.
3: Ah, the truth comes out. Oh, yeah.
4: So you were a Michelob quarterback. is what you're saying. Yes. Bud Light. That's so lucky. Super Bowl is a good watch, especially when it's a good game because there are so few. Yes. There's, there were no good games in the NFL this week.
2: Oh no! Only three games were decided by one score.
4: They and they were all on Sunday. Well, I guess last
2: night. Uh, no, one was Thursday night football. Denver and Cleveland. That was seventeen to fourteen.
4: Um, I, by the way, snooze fest. Yes. By the way, if you're like I am, I am up for Thursday night football. I am jazzed. I'm a friend of this show, and I love football. You please do not try to have that conversation with me, because I'm not interested. On Thursday night, here's
3: what I think you should do. Literally anything else. Literally anything else. Uh, the the actual primetime games this week, this year in the NFL, especially Thursday night, they've been good games. They they have. I, I won't disagree with that. You had week one between
2: Tampa and Dallas. Week two was the Giants and the Redskins. But, you know, you you Fred, you and I hate, I think, Thursday night football for different reasons. I just think it waters down the product. I think it's terrible. Because it's every night. Yeah. I don't want my football every night. I want my college football on Saturday. I want my NFL on Sunday. God, I'm sounding like an old man. We're
4: literally the exact same. Football already has a day. It has Sunday. And like It's not like it was 60 years ago when you had to feature Howard Carcells. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. How do you say that last name again? Carcells. Carcells. That's why you don't need Monday Night Football because you're not ABC – that needs to make sure you can tell people on broadcast television around the country that you have a big boxing event coming up. Because that's what you needed Monday Night Football for. It's not that anymore. The world has changed. You don't need to feature Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier on a Monday night. Being that I grew up in the 90s, I appreciated the insanity
2: that was all 90s Hank Williams Jr. intro to Monday Night Football. Don't tell me you,
4: you didn't enjoy that. Are you asking me if, if I enjoyed that bigot and that, that hate-filled? Oh, I, I'm separating his personal life. And oh, I cannot do that. Life. I literally cannot do that. I'm They're the same to me. I don't listen to Michael Jackson. I haven't heard the remix to Ignition one time <laughs> since that hallowed day. Because I don't. I don't separate
2: those. So people. you're not listening to Thriller this week?
4: No. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, tis the season. My list of this pro, is the season to thriller. My list of pro wrestlers that I actually like very small.
2: I'm trying to think of pro wrestlers you might like.
4: It's hard because of the implications. I don't like Monday night football. I don't like Sunday night football. Sunday night football. That Sunday nights is for the family. Sunday nights is for dinner. Sunday nights is for like maybe like watching a film together. It's not for the hubby to hide out in his basement watching. Who is the, what was the Sunday night game? San Francisco and someone?
2: Indianapolis, yeah. In a downpour. An atmospheric river.
4: Bomb cyclone. Whatever it is. I'm not a meteorologist, I'm sorry. Right. And half the population of Indiana is sitting in their basement with their Mike Pence hats on <laughs> just counting down yeah this time
2: to basketball season. Let's
4: go Carson. You didn't even you didn't even know Carson last year. You don't care about him. You already you miss Phil Rivers. As soon as high school football is over and he's available you're going to call him. Who won that game? I don't even know. Indianapolis. And I had money on it, so see <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I cared.
4: That's what, that's the thing though, right? Cause like DraftKings or the sports book or whoever, that's why this stuff does as well as it does. It's not cause it's a good product. It's not cause it's engaging. It's cause there's dollars on it.
2: It's like, uh, Al Pacino in the Godfather part three, when he says, when it every time I get out, I pull, I'm paraphrasing and I'm butchering the line.
4: It's only the most iconic line in all of movie it, history. Hold me back in. You can do Anchorman word for word with perfect cadence But when it comes to, like, actual, like, movie classics, like, you stand a fool.
2: I've never seen The Godfather Part 3. I've only seen The Godfather
4: Part 1 and 2. Vital says the second one's his favorite.
3: No, number one is. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Chimes in quickly. (laughs) Yeah, I want want you to know that. Because they had a—they were talking Italian, and every time I got a— Watch it, I got to translate it to somebody Here's why the
4: Godfather sucks. the same reason that the Irishmen suck it's just all you hear is just the sound of utensils on plates in restaurants that the, too It's the whole movie. It's just the clattering of an italian restaurant It's like a it's like a Billy Joel song. The whole thing is a scene from an Italian restaurant, and it's just silverware and flatware going click click, click, click click and I'm like, what are we doing we can't get We can't get rubber. Where's the prop guy? Who made this movie? You- Alec Baldwin?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you- YouTube recommended to me the other day uh, all the gobble ghoul set in The Sopranos the other day, and I watched all, like, 20 seconds of it. Oh, the-
4: you don't like it? No, I do. Hey, I know the phone's ringing. you got to grab a Vitale, so we'll go to break. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal.
0: Pitching, which I think this time of year is is what this thing's all about. Our bullpen has has been just unbelievable them guys have just been consistent and um and and i've rode them hard too We, we pitched them a lot but they all you know they answered the phone they got ready and they came in and did a job
4: that's obviously world series talk from the texter please stop recapping the abomination that was the seahawks it's too embarrassing Oh my God, now you have to talk about the Marshawn TV that shouldn't got the second Super Bowl trophy. Dudes, this is brutal. So there's at least one Seahawks fan here in town. Fan of the show, but friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy is joining us in the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline. He thinks that Godfather 3 is the best piece of cinema in the history of all film.
5: Oh my god, Tommy and the Troop back at you. Absolutely hell no. One, I would just go in order. One, two, and I, three was horrible, but I think the greatest gangster movies, mobster movies of all time are Goodfellas and Casino. I think I'll, I'll watch both of those above even the first Godfather. And then I like Scarface too. Not
2: even that. I, I like part Scarface
5: bit? quite a bit. What? They're talking about rebooting that. And I don't know if they should reboot Scarface. I, I, I wish they'd just leave that alone. But, um, Quick thing on baseball, real quick. Well, football, I will say, I agree, no Thursday night football because the guys playing 17 games, they're getting hurt too much. Let them rest. I don't even need Monday night football, even though it's tradition. Saturday, Saturday no, Sunday, Sunday night, okay, but Thursday, I, I don't think they should have it at all. And I feel about the Seattle comment. I think Russell Wilson at the time should have changed the place He Coach, I'm not doing this. I'm running with Lynch to the end zone until he gets in. But he, he didn't change the plan, which he, he would have changed the plan. I don't know if he could or not. Um, and then about baseball, um, I, I'm i still mad a little bit about, you know, the cheating thing because a 2 V cost Judge a batting title that year, MVP that year, whatever. And, and it cost the Yankees. cost, you know, I wanted to see a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Like most people would love to see that or those fans, and Major League Baseball would love to see it. So it costed that. And I've always thought the punishment wasn't enough. I think they should have had their rings taken away because hypothetically, they asked the commissioner, NFL, NBA, if that would happen in that league, they would have said, yeah, we would have took the title away because that's just too much cheating. And it's like, I'm still, I'm still a little upset about it, even though Houston's trying to prove their point and win now. They can show they can, you know, win without cheating. But I think the Braves, I like the way they're playing. I like their pitching. I'm going to take their pitching over Houston. I think they, I love underdogs. I think they're going to win the series. Four games to two. And I know Band's home right now. And I'm going to give you a movie quote. And I know you guys are going to like this. From Planet of the Apes. And you probably heard what I just said. And he's probably saying, damn you. Damn you
4: all to the hell. There you go. I believe that is from Planet of the Apes. Tommy, I need to just clarify one thing. The best gangster movie of all time is *Menace to Society. I don't think it's even close. Um, it's an oh. excellent it's an excellent pick about gangs. I uh, just love it to death. Yeah, so, it's good, too. If not that, uh, have you seen The Warriors? I think The Warriors would be in the mix oh for me. Oh,
5: my God. I love that. You're going back to my childhood now. I love that movie. People said that movie was so horrible. I still will watch that when it's on TV. I love it. And talking about rebooting that. Leave that movie alone.
4: I'm into it. I
5: uh, don't.
4: Re- reboot everything is how I feel. I think we give... Like today's generation a chance to experience it the way we did when we were younger. So I'm we'll okay. make it
5: the right way. Okay, if you reboot, there's a lot of movies that are redone. Make it the right way. Are you gonna make it about modern gangs then? I guess
4: uh, modern gangs. Uh, is it? Can it be a musical this time?
5: Oh my god! Because that's what I would be into. <laughs> come out and say, "Warriors, come out to play!" Hey, they'll start dancing. Oh my god! Yes, that's
4: <laughs> I, that's literally I want. Give me the cast of Glee. Like that's what I want in it.
5: Oh my god! What a great story? Does
4: Warriors the what what
5: the West Side Story?
4: Oh yeah, does the Warriors? Speaking of remakes, oh my god, yeah, they did remake that one, right? It's coming out, yeah. I think Christmas twenty twenty one. Okay, so I did yeah. just Google what you talked about here, and it looks like there have been multiple talks about remaking the Warriors, but everything is not happening. Yeah. So we're okay this. Yeah. What do you
5: think about rebooting Scarface?
4: I mean, I think it would be tough because, like, that's, like, a super iconic cast, right? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. There's a handful of them that are out of, like, possibility, and I think that might be one.
5: Well, there's a rumor that what's happening in that movie that they're going to bring back Al Pacino. He survived that shotgun blast, but he's crippled. No. And remember Michelle Pfeiffer left. She, She survived. His wife? She's pregnant with his kid. So his kid is going to come back and take over
4: okay so according to variety.com it's already yeah it's no. already in the works
5: i'm still
2: laughing at the fact that he survived that shotgun <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah know how the Dica-
5: hell are you going to survive a shotgun blast to the back leonardo caprio
2: survived that shot to the head at the end of the departed he's still coming back for the party too it's called it's yeah called- that
5: would be if they did that scarface like that that might be might be interesting
4: and and he actually got a big settlement from Mossberg and it's like yes. yeah. He's like that's how he's living now. <laughs> oh
1: god, settlement. <laughs> Tommy, bye, D- bye guys. See you, buddy. Don't
5: hate me. Ba- Don't hate me.
4: I didn't want to mention why Tommy was on cuz I know he would feel opposite. Dune is the worst thing I've ever seen. I I'm not going to spoil a thing about it. I'm not going to say a single mention of what happened in the film. I recognize the 2 week rule. But as soon as two weeks is up. Spoilers. Yeah. Because it was a waste of two and a half hours of my life. I would just like to say I didn't know what the hell was going on. You don't say. It felt like when I was a kid and I would play a video game. Like when I would play Zelda as a kid and I had a book next to me. Like the, whatever, the the guide book. I don't know what to call it. The one you would buy at the checkout at the Walmart. Game, game guide or whatever. Yeah. That's what I needed for Doom. And I made like like me and the gal watched it. Me and my lady, and I was like, "Hey, I'm just I'm not gonna have my phone on. Like no tablet. Like I'm not also watching WWE. Do you have a guidebook for that? For WWE, I'm a walking encyclopedia. Why would I need that? Just throwing it out there. I will say one thing about Dune, and it's not a spoiler.
2: Is um, <laughs> Jason Momoa's name in it? His name is Duncan Idaho i take that name. That's pretty badass.
4: That's I believe that's where Napoleon Dynamite was filmed. Duncan, Idaho. I think so. Well, I thought it was Montana. You might be right. I'm not going to question you. It's right actually now. Preston, Idaho, but it's a good joke because it was relevant. I get it. Zendaya, she's good. Looks the part. I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's good. He was in Star Wars, right?
2: Yes, but he should be known for other things besides Poe Dameron.
4: Stupid name. It's I don't know what your fixation on names is, Tamari. Your my you're, not, my last name's pretty cool. No, your last name is I a lyric be, from a from a Annie movie.
2: Yeah, I've had people sing that to me. Really? Yes,
4: real original joke. I, I
2: I feel like I built it very well. No, not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I, just, I might not be a super cool guy, but my last name in Albuquerque, New Mexico is pretty rad. It is
4: not. Oh, I love it. It's cooler than my first name. <laughs> there's a pun, like, there's literally a punchline for your name. That is like a Bond film. Proceed,
2: like Tamari
4: never dies, never comes. Oh, Vincent, joining us wow. on the program. Vincent, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Uh, I just, uh, I'm just wondering. Who at UNM uh, is evaluating the quarterbacks? Uh, I mean, what is it? I Co- mean, coach said obvious? this morning.
4: He coach said this morning on the opening drive that they're riding Isaiah until like further notice. Is that correct, Vital? Did I get that quote close? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, yeah yesterday.
1: The quote is they're riding him. Yeah,
4: he's okay. the guy. They're gonna go. They're gonna go with Isaiah uh, until like further notice. Like that's the plan.
1: We got well, the soundbite. I'm sorry, but why wasn't this done? You know, maybe three weeks ago, a month ago. I don't know. So he wasn't what
4: physic, uh, like physically, he wasn't cleared. So he had a concussion thing. Ryan, you know a little bit about this. He was in concussion protocol. And, and well, I've
1: been yeah concussed. You know, I'm, I'm concussed right now. But go ahead. I'm, I'm
2: sorry to hear that. You might want to go see a doctor. Vincent
4: seek Medical help. Yeah. But yeah, he was. Yeah, he came out of he came out of concussion and then. Uh, was it the ankle vital? I don't want to misspeak. So he came out of it, and I think only not against Wyoming, which by the way, big win, huge win, but was available at Colorado State, but they didn't go with him then. And obviously, the next opportunity was Wyoming, and and I think you're right in the enthusiasm of three big wins for a kid and the three opportunities he's had to get big wins.
1: Well, well, I mean, obviously, mean, it's just the history repeats itself, and when we saw this. Last year. I don't understand why they're fooling around. Anyway, about Scarface. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know, uh, I mean, it's probably the worst movie in history. I would agree. It it really is. And I'll tell you what. I mean, it's all supposed to be Hispanic dudes and whatever. And everybody in the movie is Italian. (laughs) I mean, come on. You know, Robert Locia... The girl, uh, you know, uh, you know. uh, Come on, the only Hispanic dude was uh, uh, Al Pacino's buddy from Cuba, who turns out, you know who he is. He turned out to be Don Eladio in uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Well, di, I didn't know that.
4: I didn't recognize that. You yeah, didn't know that? Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, and my problem, and you know this, I'm so bad at TV. Like, if, if you were to challenge me to watch all of Breaking Bad, I would, I couldn't do it. I don't even know what the opening, like, is there a song that opens it? Because I don't even know what it sounds like. I've never, I've never seen one second. Oh, of it.
1: Okay, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's on you, my friend. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's.
4: I need to be better.
1: I, I need to be help better. You. I mean, yeah. yeah. I can't help you unless you want to help yourself. I mean, you know, you just uh, you kind yeah. of expose yourself. I'm
4: going you, like, to make you a promise, Vincent, because I'm going home for the holidays, right? I'm taking the flight back to St. Louis. I'm going to watch it on the plane. That's my plan. I'm going to start Breaking Bad and hope that I fall in love with it uh, via Southwest. Don't give up during the first season. Trust me.
1: There you go. Well, it's only an hour and 45-minute flight to St. Louis. I mean... So you might see one episode, maybe two episodes. Tar- tar-
4: tarmac time counts. I'm going to say tarmac time counts. So I'm gonna St. Louis? St. Louis is where you're from? Uh, wow. Yeah, that's my hometown. That's where I grew up. So. We're up oh, against, okay, that's cool. We're up against the break, Vincent. Pre- okay. Appreciate you being a friend of the show. Let- let's grab one. I like him so much.
2: He should seek medical help,
4: though, if he's concussed. If he's concussed, I would I would encourage not just he but any individual, do not call the program Seeking Medical Help. I'm not an expert at that. More World Series talk is a kind of drag. We'll get that we get back. <laughs> ABQ Central on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal.
0: I don't think we're playing here in the World Series because we're motivated to go out there and, and prove people um, that that we're, you know, we're a really good team. We're just here um, because we worked really hard from the moment that we showed up to spring training because the loss last year, um, one win away from the from the World Series was bittersweet and. Uh, we just want to really show
4: the world that we're the best team out there. Who's that? That was Carlos Correa? Talk about hard work.
2: If you hate the Astros, it's an oxymoron. He's
4: the number one cheater. He's the one who cheated the most. And he don't care. And by the way, he gone after this. This is his last six games, seven games, eight, seven games is a Houston Astro. He's gonna go to New York. He's gonna go to New York. Freddie Freeman as well. Freddie Freeman done in Atlanta. No, he's staying. You're dumb. No, he's yeah. staying. Oh my gosh. Do you know how much money he's gonna get? He's
3: happy there in Atlanta. He's been there over ten years.
4: Yeah. You know what he's gonna be happy with? A lot of money. Yes. And a penthouse in Manhattan. Cause uh Rizzo didn't
2: re sign with the Yankees or whatever, right? But he's gonna he's a Long Island boy. Who's a Long
3: Island boy? Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo's from Chicago.
2: Oh, I thought he was from um, Long
4: Island.
3: No, he's from Chicago area. Well,
4: excuse me, I'm wrong.
3: I'm going to make sure I got this right.
4: (laughs) You just because he has an Italian name. You just did the Vincent (laughs) thing.
2: (laughs) I don't speak the Italian language.
4: All right, here we go. That's my Midwest in me, not uh, Italian. 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 All right, so according to this CBS sports thing, Rizzo eager to resign with the Yankees. Here's the thing. The Yankees aren't going to offer him a single dollar until Freddie Freeman tells him no. (laughs) Freddie Freeman, I would give everything to. He's so talented.
2: I'm happy he's got an opportunity to play in this World Series. And
4: to normalize IE, I think, is a thing, too. Because Freddie, because, like, here's a, hey, spoiler listener, friend of the show, my name is Fred. Like, there are not a lot of Freddies IE. Because that's unique. That's the feminine. Freddie with a Y. That's for the boys. Freddy Freeman, he's gone. He's super gone. He's gonna win it. He's gonna win a ship. Cause it's the losers versus the cheaters, right? Cause this Atlanta of Braves team is full of losers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't feel that way? No, I do.
2: <laughs> or I'm just agreeing <laughs> with you on air. Um. They got some good players, man. I I maybe a little losers a bit harsh
4: cheaters isn't harsh especially for those in this town i mean it's a dodger town
2: they hate the astros
4: i, I if if dodger fan is listening to this right now first of all uh congratulations on even getting out of bed like cuz your life <laughs> you're blanketed
2: it's basketball season it's all right lakers season they're terrible too i know they are
4: they got there's nothing positive going on in la the football team i guess plural football teams oh i was only talking about the
3: chargers oh the rams are six I, and one
4: they barely beat the lowly detroit lion cubs oh that's a stafford golf thing
2: that was a that was a rivalry game that that turned into a rivalry game you're going
4: to tell me these teams that have never historically had a rivalry they're now rivals no when i say rivalry games it's a six- singular rivalry. one game yeah
2: It turned into, yeah, quarterback, thank you, Vital, quarterback rivalry. They're
4: not rivals. They don't care about each other. They make both Jared Goff and Matt Stafford have each other's phone numbers, and they are friends. If you tell me that's wrong, I'll tell you you're a liar. You're not wrong. I know. (laughs) It's nothing. It's a little itty-bitty bit of spectacle. Which just makes me believe that this Los Angeles Rams team can't play when the moment's bigger. When is the moment bigger? Oh, I don't know. The playoffs or the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't know. I've seen them in a the Super Bowl. And what happened? They got freaking embarrassed. Basically. And then they moved. Yeah, they left town. They pulled a Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Carlos Correa and Freddie Freeman are both going to be wearing pinstripes next year? That's what I'm about. You're not about it? I'm a Mets fan. I have to hear about it all the time. Who's who are the Yankees gonna sign? Well, the Mets, they tied their wagon to David Wright for a bunch of years for some dumb reason. He was always hurt and he you
2: know, he's the leading he's the franchise leader in strikeouts. As much as I love the man. Just because
4: he's played there the most. Yeah. Ray Langford hit the most home runs at Bush Stadium too. No one cares about that. JJ <laughs> Buck, whenever we get back after the break, we're gonna talk UNM women's soccer, because they're the champions. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Welcome to your cars. It's quitting time. Van Nunley out today. He's got a head cold.
3: We got yeah. a lot going. We got sure a, he does.
4: Well, I think it's the World Series sickness is what I think it is. <laughs> Watching his yeah. Houston Astros. So sitting in for my best friend in real life and my second best friend in radio behind J.J. Buck. Sitting in is Ryan Tamari, but joining us on the Kwan's Auto Care Hotline, J.J. Buck. Good afternoon, J.J.
0: Oh, Fred, you're so full of it with that man. (laughs)
4: That that makes two of us. (laughs) Ryan, J.J., I don't know if you guys have met, but if you haven't, welcome to each other. We most certainly have. We
0: have. All right, there you go. We go way back, way back.
4: What is that? Is that like boys talk? Is that like a weird thing?
0: Yes. It's, uh, It's like, you know... I was there, but not there. When that thing happened, we all know about that thing, yeah. Okay. So. that's
4: All that makes a lot of more sense than people realize. You wouldn't understand, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't know you were going to do F1 stuff last week. What was that about?
0: Um, it was the first vacation I've had in, like, forever. And it was amazing and unbelievable and the largest sporting event I've ever been to. It was so, a lot of fun.
4: So the, you were at the U.S. Grand Prix, right?
0: That is correct. Okay. Boston,
4: and was it, is it simply crazy? Cause I've never been able to experience like open wheel, like, like fandom like that. Like, what is the crowd? Like what, like, what did you take away from it?
0: The the fandom is like anything else in sport that you would think, um, you, your Astros fan, Braves fan, whatever it may be. People root for drivers that same way. Like uh Checo Perez, had tons of fans from Mexico there for the Mexican driver following him. Max Verstappen, you see Dutch flags everywhere. They get behind these drivers, and it is legit atmosphere.
4: That's super sweet. Like I, the thing I always kind of like equate like big like spectacles to is I've, I I went to like the largest WrestleMania ever, right? So I went to the one where they had 106,000 people, and I always think like that's just like that's theater. That's like acting. That's not even really a sport. So to me, when it's like you go to like an actual one, like I need to go to an indie. I need to go to like that to experience that excitement so yeah good yeah kudos to you my dude that's a good trip to take
0: yeah it was 140,000 people there on sunday just crazy like you don't even realize it because you know the way the track's set up it's so big you're in your grandstand everyone else is spread out you you realize you're trying to leave the track but the atmosphere is fantastic it's just it's good man f1 that next netflix series it kicked it off and it is here to stay in, in the states for sure
4: That's too good. Uh, We were talking before the program about the UNM women's soccer team clinching the conference, and I know you kind of have your pulse on that a little bit more than I do, so that's why we wanted to reach out. Big win over Air Force earlier this week. But, like, how, like, unique does it stand for, like, this women's soccer team to be able to kind of do it at this insanely high level right now and what that means, like, for the program, if you could dive into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, they are – a legit program what Heather Dyke has built in her seventh season now at UNM that is you no know, regular season conference championship which could be an outright championship uh, they play at San Diego State Thursday night a right. so win or a tie they get the outright championship or they share it with Fresno State but they would be the number one seed because they beat Fresno State um, but it's the, the talent that they're able to get at UNM and it's still soccer like any other sport talent goes to the power conferences What Heather Dyke has been able to do is keep the best players from the state of New Mexico here. Um, There's been a couple that have left and actually come back to UNM. So they know how good this program is. And then find those diamonds in the rough and players that come in, develop, and all conference players. And now that is, of course, last spring's uh, Mountain West championship title. And this year going in as the number one seed to the conference tournament.
4: The Mountain West, overall as a conference, where does it really rank as far as like D one like soccer conferences? Like like the ladies team that comes out of this conference, how how would they hold up against say like one of those Big Five conferences?
0: Um, it's it's still a challenge. I, I would equate it a lot like football, where there is you know the power conferences leave their mark, and you'd be looking at the Mountain West maybe as you know six or seven at that point in time, because the one thing, now New Mexico, they beat Navy in the NCAA tournament, went up against TCU, wasn't a good day. Right. But this year, a, a full season, they played toe-to-toe with Oregon State, who ended up being one of the best teams in the Pac-12, beat them here in Albuquerque. Then the following weekend went out and beat Washington, a Pac-12 team. So they're a team that can compete there, They'll still have a lot of, long ways to go in terms of, we're talking maybe like a final four run or something like that but they're here to stay they got a really good program and non-west is still only a one bid leak when it comes down to it um but new mexico is legit for sure
4: you were talking about coach dyke how uh like i don't know what your guys's relationship is but as far as you know how do you know like recruiting during like this time because like covid's like insanely difficult right you know i broadcast for for highlands university so whenever yeah. i talk to like the coaching staff about like hey how do you reach kids and how do you get, like, that big influence. Everything I hear is about, like, social media. And, like, I think the soccer program, like, has a really good presence outside the soccer field. Do you know if they're putting, like, a ton of emphasis with the program on creating awareness around what's going on, creating, like, um, multiple eyes from different platforms? And has that helped garner the success? Because I think it's got to be more than just the field.
0: Yeah, you know, social media definitely has to be a factor. whatever you're doing because, you know, kids are looking at it Parents are on social media, coaches, et cetera. So you have to have a presence, whether it's just posting fun videos, showing your program, just being out there. And if you saw today, UNM had a Halloween practice. All I the did. players were yeah. in costumes during practice, and they put that on you know, TikTok and Instagram, and so that stuff gets out there, and people see it. And, yeah, so you got to start building that. But the thing, too, with Heather Dyke it's you know, she's a coach that is accredited at the highest, some of the highest levels that you can be in soccer in the United States she has all those connections. She works with the U.S. women's national team, and she works with, you know, the under-17s, under fifteen, So you can start getting those connections with the players that are in high school that are playing club sports, and then it just start, all starts building to this moment.
2: J.J. Ryan here, original Albuquerque media OGs. Oh, <laughs> um, that, that wasn't that funny. Anyway, um, you know, there this the soccer team went 10-1, and what, in the spring, uh, you know, because of the COVID coronavirus pandemic. Um, they had to have been piggybacking off that, but they also got more eligibility out of their seniors. How did that help?
0: Yeah, it was huge because this roster, even in the spring, and then they carried it over into the fall, it's one of the largest rosters in the conference. And they took advantage of the COVID years, the players that wanted to stay around, that were able to, in terms of pursuing a master's degree, whatever it may be. Because you look at some of the leaders on this team, like Emily Johnson, this is her sixth season. And it's, that's like a long time. Some of us might have been in college for eight years just because, but like Emily Johnson sticking here six years, becoming the one of the best goalkeepers in program history, it, it played a big factor in it. And then other players like Alexa Curtin, who's the all-time leader in games played now at 83. So it did have a big carryover effect. But a lot of it, too, was it was such a different season because they lost their top two goal scorers from last year. Gwen Malley actually graduated because – some people still did that even amongst all the COVID years. And then Alicia Garcia transferred to LSU. So just like the other sports, things are happening. Programs are going to come and try to pick your best players. Garcia left. Others, others decided to stay, and they're looking at you know, another Mountain West Conference regular season championship.
4: So as the College Cup is approaching and all these conference and seasons are winding down, how does the selection work and and what is, what's it going to look like for UNM? Because I know you talked about it last year. Like, obviously, big win over Navy and then kind of the buzzsaw that was TCU. Do, does New Mexico hope to have a higher enough seed to maybe set themselves up for, for an Elite Eight kind of thing, a Final Four kind of run? Or or is it just too early to forecast with just the talent that surrounds women's soccer right now?
0: I think for New Mexico, if they go on a strong run, get to the Mountain West title game, they might have an outshed shot and a large bid if they happen to lose. But if they win the conference get the automatic bid, they're still going to be in a tough position because the higher seeds will actually host home games. Sorry, I'm getting chased by so cereals here.
4: Well, you're popular. You're very popular.
0: Uh, but it's, they're setting themselves up because they had a full schedule this season. The non-conference plays a big factor that they were able to go play some power conference teams because last year they just played a Mountain West schedule. It really hurt them at the end if they weren't able to get an automatic bid.
4: Well, and Ryan, I don't know if you know, but I think last year in the Women's College Cup, it was, like, the 11-seeded Santa Clara on, like, p- like penalty kicks at the end. Like, I mean, it comes down to – it just ends up being the most exciting thing and anyone can come out. And, J.J., do you feel like soccer – like, the na- like national soccer, I think women's now, right? Like, it's no longer – if you're yeah. talking about, like, the national team, I don't think the men's team. Like, like soccer is for the girls right now.
0: Well, at the the U.S. – level absolutely you think about the women shout out to carly lloyd he's playing her last game to the u.s tonight one of the best players ever right because um, they have the success and we're still talking can the men qualify for the world cup so when it comes to the national level yeah the women are dominating
2: i've said this for like the last 10 years death taxes in the u.s women's national team yeah because yeah. they just <laughs> kick ass um yeah, jj uh, what Kind of an open-ended question, I guess, and maybe something cliche you've talked about already before. But you know, I think with the difficulties, maybe that the UNM athletic program has had, and we speak of the Big Two with basketball and and football. What is, from your perspective, what is a win in the NCAA tournament, the College Cup for the the women for the UNM for UNM? What does that mean to them?
0: It was it was gigantic because when they beat Navy, it was the first ever NCAA tournament when in the program's history. And, you know, it's something that things like that can help remind people that, hey, with everything that's going on in college athletics, this stuff can still matter. These athletes can still have a different platform, opportunities, and impact. And the stuff that's going on in football and basketball does have a massive trickle-down effect and why these other programs are still going and why it's so important that football has television money, basketball is successful, as cetera, you can have stories like this. And you look at what track and field is doing, soccer team continuing to grow. I mean, it was absolutely massive because you just see, too, the players on the roster, the in-state players, players in the community, the way that everyone evolves. And this is just one of those teams, too, that, yeah, they're really good on the field, but they're better off it. It's all those cliches, but – They're there for a reason because they check all the boxes.
4: JJ Buck, host of the opening drive and voice of the Lady Lobos uh, basketball, basketball. I mean, but you do soccer. You do a whole bunch of them. JJ, you're kind of like the jack of all trades, right? So,
0: I just say I just say yes.
4: Yeah, my deal has microphone will travel. JJ (laughs) Buck, thank you so very much for taking the time this afternoon, my friend. And I'm glad you are just living your best life.
0: Well, I appreciate it. You gentlemen, enjoy your evening. And we'll talk soon. Good talking first,
4: to you. First pitch is in forty five minutes, so I'm gonna. That's when I'm really gonna be enjoying it. I really like JJ. Um, as far there's a good balance with him as like a professional because like number one he's he's fun and he's kind and he's approachable and those are all interpersonal and real important. He's so knowledgeable. He has a passion for sport. He had me beat on the U N M women's soccer team knowledge. I
2: playing devil's advocate here i knew nothing i can hang a
4: little bit Mm. when we get back one more world series talk i haven't quite got it all out of my system yet i'm excited for taco bell
2: please (laughs) please somebody still at base abq
4: central 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal thank you again to friend of the program friend in real life jj's buck helping us talk a little women's soccer put some respect on that name they go by you, they go by Lady Lobos, right? Yes, they it, did. But now they're just the Lobos? I think it's changed like two times in the last decade because
2: I guess of political correctness.
4: Is that it's not just the pendulum just swinging back and forth? Yeah.
2: Oh, it is. Cuz they were the Lobo, they were the Lady Lobos for years. And then I think they were the Lobos. And when I was at the UNM student newspaper, yes, the Daily Lobo, we were not allowed
4: to refer to them as the Lady Lobos. So I broadcast for New Mexico Highlands University, I'm like the play-by-play guy. And we have the Cowboys, but in the in the gal sports, we have the Cowgirls. Right. So I feel like that's fine because the Cowgirls don't want to be called Cowboys. I would imagine so. Cow folk, Is that what I should have gone with? They're
2: New Mexico. They're the Oklahoma State Cowfolk.
4: We're talking about still Oh, they
2: got the Lady
3: yeah. balls! They keep that.
2: Yeah, they, they're Lady balls. That, that's like their own branding.
3: Yeah. Lady Lobels, it's got a good twist.
4: I of, I really I like it. I do, I do too. I like team names that are like action words, like verbs. I'm not a big fan of like. I mean, I get you have to have noun names. I get that, but if you can give me a team that's like the Rush, I'm like, oh, that's good. Like, if you're like, I used to broadcast for a team called the Ambush. I'm like that to me. Those are clever names. The Runners. Like I like that. I guess runners is a noun. But like, yes it is. I like action names. Like jazz. Yeah, that's a good one. They don't allow music in Utah. Will they No, they it's not the city. That's <laughs> where footloose is. I know. No music at halftime. No. I mean, come on now. They they are it's a weird folk out there. In Salt Lake. I've never been. It smells weird.
2: What does it smell like?
4: This the lake stinks. It it is called the Great Salt Lake. There it's. Have you been out there, Vital? You been to lake? Salt Lake?
3: Yeah, I've been. I've been there. It's a nice town, Salt you, Lake City. You think it's nice? I thought it smelled weird. uh. I thought it was a great town. I thought it was a salty boy. <laughs> it's, it's not one of the places you. It's not New Orleans. Well, yeah, when you get. <laughs> it's
2: not New Orleans. It, I'm sorry, Vital. Go ahead. No,
3: well, no. I mean, it's not going to be New Orleans in terms of how you know people go there to party. Well, New not a party destination place. No, obviously. New Orleans does smell weird. Yeah, it smells like booze and puke in <laughs> the French Quarter. It smells like sewage a little bit,
4: My too. My kind of town. All of that, like, all those cities up, like Memphis, St. Louis, and, like, all the stuff that comes off, like, the Illinois River from Chicago. River and, like, Minneapolis, all those, yeah. They just put all their waste into that. it gets down to New Orleans, and they're like, our coral reef. Well, yeah, your coral reef. You'd... You live at the mouth of this, like, toilet. New Orleans? New Orleans toilets? (laughs) If the team was the New Orleans flush, I'd be like, that makes sense. (laughs) I'm into that. They may sell T-shirts. You never know. New Orleans flush. I do like that. That has a swell ring to it. That's what I'm saying. That's what the Lobos should consider. Although the Lobos is like a wolf. So it's not like a – it's not a – it's not gender specific, but I do think like all dogs are boys and like all cats are girls. Obviously, because I'm still a ten year old child.
2: That makes two of us.
4: Yes, right, you're not the only one. I know like Coach Gonzalez had a thing with I think it was his son put together like Fear the Fangs. Like if you were like the New Mexico Fangs, I'd be like, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I'm into that. That's like a it's like aggressive. I don't know how you would draw a logo for that. There's a lot of points in N and M. Maybe we can make some look cool. I I was uh, my dad went to record. He got his master's degree
2: at Rutgers University. What's that? What are they? They are the Scarlet Knights, and I'm that's not, a good one. It is different, but uh, I think that they should be now the Fighting Gandolfinis because James Gandolfini went there, <laughs> and uh, UNM could be the Heisenberg. Who's that from Breaking Bad? Did he go there? They in the show. No spoilers for you. I've never seen it. Uh, he does have connections to UNM. The university, yes, Walter White.
4: I don't know if I f- super care for this identifier you're using because I just think you can't just name your school after like a person of notoriety that went to it. I'm trying to think of a school that has that name. No one does. No one would do that. That's ridiculous. Because like I went to I went to two universities, right? Mm-hmm. So I went to Washington State University, and we're not going to be the Washington State Fighting Leafs go cougars like that's a dumb name like, who's gonna be the ryan leafs i guess we'd be the drew Bledsoes. yeah the clay thompson's i went to southern illinois university what are we be the, the southern illinois big shows salukis like it doesn't make sense the big show went there yes i learned something new every day and thank you for dropping
2: <laughs> that piece of knowledge because I, got- I do love that wrestling tidbit i got you The Bill (laughs) Plashkies. He went to SIU? Yes. Wow. Oh, he's one of my favorite columnists of all time.
4: Did you sense sarcasm in that? I don't know enough about him to know anything about him. I know that Jorge Soler is going to lead off as the DH tonight for the Atlanta Braves, so good to see him back in the leadoff spot for the Astros. Uh, I like lefties. I really like lefties. And also, like, being able to, like... Because Eddie Rosario right now is the hottest thing on the planet of all time. Take him out of the leadoff. You got to put men on in front of him. That's Brian, how I feel. Brian Snicker would be.
2: That's a very good move to put people in front of him right now. So
4: if you want runs, do that. So I would, and I don't know what the prop bet is on it, but I'm telling you, with like the gas that this Atlanta team's coming in against Houston. Against like I mean it's a hard thrower in that um that Valdez kid. But like, hey, if there's money on like <sighs> Solaire going to deep left or deep right to start this thing off, I'd put a hundred bucks down on it. Oh, I wonder what the odds are on that. Oh, it's gotta be high. It's gotta be like a hundred to one or eighty to it's one. It's gotta be. And I want it. 'Cause I'm cause that's the energy I feel this Braves team's gonna bring in. They are a much better team than the eighty eight wins they've showed for.
2: During the regular season. For the last 33 wins, yeah. Yes. Because before that, they weren't. They were 52 and 55 some point in Close enough. July, August. Yeah, something
4: like that. I'm nerding out there. You get the point. Yeah. What they really are, though, a team of destiny. A team of, of lovable losers. A motley crew. Uh, we lost our best player that we ever had, and we had to replace them with three guys that were cast-offs from other teams and And this castoffs have come together to create a net, a net that has caught success, success that we can only truly capitalize on by winning the World Series championship against the Imperial Death Marching Darth Vaders of Houston Astros. I might
2: be one of the only people in this Dodger town that likes a lot of these players <laughs> on the Astros. I like George Springer. I know he's in Toronto. I loved him. I like Otuve. I like Carlos Correa. Uh, I am a St. Pius alum, so Alex Bregnan, whatever.
4: He went to my rival high school. I'm a big Josh Reddick guy. Mm-hmm. Not there anymore. Yep. He's a big WWE guy. This this Houston Astros team,
3: which is the exact same that you've seen all playoffs long. They don't like. They don't even mess around. Their ability to hit and make contact is pretty good because I think they're going to play. A, and it, I thought the Dodgers were inconsistent. The Brewers had no offense for the Bra- against Correct. the Braves, and I think it's going to be the pitching, the bullpen, especially for the Braves.
4: If Atlanta wins every game by four runs and there's only four games, I would have zero surprise in my face. If the Atlanta Braves win every game by one run at the very end, I would have zero surprise in my face. They pretty much just did that. That's what they do. Uh, Chase McCormick in center field tonight for the Astros. That's kind of the one, if there was one, you'd have a question about. They would played Jake Myers a few times. And that Siri kid, I don't know a ton about him, but I know he runs like, like nothing. Gravity doesn't affect him. <laughs> 70% of the earth is covered by water. The other 30% is covered by Jose Siri. So break. I'm going to talk NBA a little bit. Let's do our way too early predictions. Let's talk this Kyrie stuff because we didn't get a chance to touch on it yesterday with the uh, compacted show. He's my favorite flat earther. That's first of all, the list is real short of people to choose from. <laughs> it's ABQ Central, ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. We're going to splatter in World Series talk throughout the rest of the broadcast. So be prepared for that, friend of the show. The pregame on Fox is kicking off, and this little video package they put together uh, looks pretty strong. Looks pretty strong. Coming off hot, they do a good juxtaposition where it's like, "Hey, Houston's here every other year for the last five years, and also you haven't seen Atlanta here in twenty years." I just think Dusty Baker's the worst.
2: Please give your reason. And I did not know this. It's his face. He's a dumb head. I was speaking in terms of uh
4: It's his wristbands. We listen, what do you want? Like his wristbands are stupid. I, it, he wastes talent. He's an embarrassment to the game, and he claims he invented the high five. That's dumb. I have never heard that. It cracked me up earlier. It's real.
2: You can't just lay claim to the high five. I'm not knocking at him, knocking him if he's pract- if he's being COVID safe. But what is- have you seen the gloves he's wearing in the dugout? I have no idea what they're for. I- I- I'm i assuming. He's not
4: going to bat. I know. I don't know what they are. And they're like. I- hey, good thing he don't have to keep book. <laughs> His hands look like he's all the time ready to just wipe clean a dry erase board. And you're not going to sweat. What do you need all those wristbands for? He's a baseball player. It's superstition. He's not a baseball player. He's a baseball manager. Was a baseball player. He happened to at one point play baseball. Always if you were to sit down next to Dusty Baker and say, Dusty, how do you self-identify? He would say, as a baseball manager. He would not say he's a baseball player because he's not. Ryan Tamari, how do you identify? He would say he's a baseball player. Always Once a baseball player, always a baseball player. I just need you to answer this question. How do you identify, Ryan? When you meet people, you say, my name is Ryan Tamari, and I blink.
2: How are you today?
4: That's not what you say. You don't just <laughs> dismiss your own existence. That's not what they're asking him. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I meet people, I say, hello, my name is Fred Slow. I'm a world of talent. I don't say that, but that would be... If, I, if you said that when we met, I would have think you were the most narcissistic yeah. person ever
3: on, on the face <laughs> I would of the planet. Too.
4: <laughs> Hello, my name is Fred Sloan. I'm a, a WWE enthusiast. Like, that's what I would say. Now that I would have laughed at. Yeah.
2: But I know you are. So
4: I really am. I sat down earlier with my friend Robert Gibson, Buck D, a local comedian, and we are having lunch. And by the way, uh, Robert, oh my God, didn't even mention, make mention. Robert Gibson will be on the program Friday, uh, 4 to 7, the whole day. Uh he's got some he's got some cool roast stuff going on. Super big sports head. We're gonna have a lot of fun with him. Uh he also does some stuff on a local hip hop station here in town, which I may or may not allow him to talk about. I don't know. So whenever you like sit down and you're like, like, hey, this is the thing I identify as. Like, do you like does Dusty Baker identify as there's the wristbands? Oh god, they're so <laughs> dumb. Yes, you can't see it in the studio. That's what I'm saying. He identifies as a baseball player. I mean, as a baseball manager. He
2: identifies as a baseball player. Well, because
4: I tripped over my words because I looked at his dumb wristbands and I got confused. Maybe he's ready to go out there at 72 years old. I'd love to see that. See him do what? Lay down
2: a butt? Hit a fungo? I would would love to see him lay down a butt and run to first
4: base. Hey, World Series tickets? He's probably in better shape than I am. We were looking at World Series because we're going to go. So, SRO, standing room only. 600 bucks. To just stand there
2: now to van. That's probably money well spent. That's
4: right? it, literally you're literally quoting him and then <laughs> for uh, upper mezzanine, so third level, front row, thousand bucks. I'm like, no, van thought
3: it would be more. Well, they go every other year, Michael, but no, no, I mean, thousand from 600 in the nosebleeds. The nosebleed ones, like like
4: upper 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 bowl, but you, like you still get to feel the energy and claim that you were there when you saw Charlie Morton no hit the Houston Astros in the first game of Ooh, the twenty twenty one World Series. Those are still like a thousand bucks too. It's, just, it's ridiculous. I would pay a thousand dollars to see
2: somebody still second base, so I could get the free Taco Bell taco.
4: That's a super smart promotion they do. Yes, it is. Steal a base, steal a taco. It's back. You know, Pepsi owns Taco Bell. They do. And and Pizza Hut. And KFC. Mm-hmm. You want to keep going? They're basically the Arby's of owning restaurants.
2: <laughs> Three of my favorite restaurants.
4: Those are you have go to restaurants like that? No. Did I tell you I'm doing no rerun November? Did I tell you this? No, what is it? Oh my gosh. Have I told you, Michael? No. Okay. So I've created it. I don't know if it's real. I'm going to get a sponsor for it. We'll do it on the program. But I'm doing no rerun November where I don't do, like, stuff that I've already done before. So, like, like, for instance, Ryan, like, you're a huge loser, right? And you go home every night and you watch reruns of Frasier. Well, not anymore because it's no rerun November. So you have to, like, watch – you have to read a new book. You have to listen to new music. You have to try a new restaurant. It's about, like, personal growth. Get out
3: of your comfort
4: zone. That's what I'm saying. Like, get out of, like – the stagnation that is the sadness of the life that you've created. <laughs> that ought to be funny to you, Ryan.
2: <laughs> you're just speaking truth. I don't live outside New York City anymore. I'm back in Albuquerque. This is You're speaking what my life is right now. I'd say, I'd say I'm outside my comfort zone hosting the show with you today or co-hosting the show with you. When
4: today. I called you to ask you to do it, because you didn't call me, because I've noticed that as a trend. Yes. I only call you. <laughs> I'm very important. I said, hey, last minute, listen. <laughs> I'm very important. I don't pick up my phone. Van has the World Series flu. You think you'd be available today? And you were like, man, I got to check my schedule. And I said, what? <laughs> You're down the list. I
2: literally looked at my <laughs> calendar.
4: I said, I will, st- I will call star of TV and radio, KOB's very own Brandon Ortega, right now. And you said, no, I'll do it. Ugh. Did he
3: say it in that way? No, I'll do That's it. That's what he said. <laughs> I I guess. <laughs>
4: Also, because me and Brandon are on that level to where we like share a location with each other all the time because we're super weird oh, like wow, that. you guys are cute. Yeah, we're weird. So I, I know obviously he's anchoring today. Check him out on the. Well, I guess he already went on because it's five forty. So did hey, did you watch uh, did you watch Crown Jewel last Thursday? No, I don't even know what
2: that is. During the day,
4: the WWE.
2: Yeah, in Saudi Arabia. No,
4: no, because I watch. So I have to go to New Mexico Highlands twice a week. Right. So I turn it on on my drive and I like listen watch on my two hour drive to New Mexico Highlands. And then so Highlands University is so kind to me. They put me in a hotel room like when I have to stay. If I tell you, you know. So when I have to stay overnight. So then I'm like at a Best Western with like HDMI cord running from my computer to the TV. Just like eating local rice house like chop suey. And I'm like this. I'm like this is being an adult, right? Hey, but 13 year old me would love my life. 13 year old means like fred's got it together that's probably the best version of yourself yeah. right? <laughs> he has a sports talk radio show and does play by play and still watches pro wrestling no it does not have it together <laughs> way too early nba talk after the break i gotta they, go watch reruns of fraser tonight that's what no it's called no rerun november becker
2: start well, a new a
4: book days. that's what i'm saying which dating app do you have I was on Bumble. Okay, so, all right, so delete that one and get a different one. That's what I'm saying. Oh,
2: God, no, I'm not getting on the other one. What?
4: <laughs> I'm not even saying it's name. Bumble. <laughs> I think you should. That's what you should do for no rerun November is you let me create your dating app. All right. So why, don't, why don't you and Van promote, like, speed dating? What is that? Is that an event we can host? Because we'll do it. Yes, I'm creating one for you. What is speed dating? You don't know what speed dating When we get back, Ryan Smarty is going to break down speed dating, and if it has anything to do with stealing a base, to steal a taco. <laughs> ABQ Central on 95.9
3: FM and AM610, the sports animal. Way too early
4: NBA predictions, okay? You want me to go first? Yes. The Thunder, the Rockets, the Magics, the Pistons, the Cavaliers, and probably the Kings, I don't think will win 30 games.
2: Hot take guy.
4: I'm being serious. They're all terrible. Yeah, you're, you're 99% right, though. Maybe the Kings or the Cavaliers, maybe, but no. The Thunder, I can't name a player. They have no one. I was telling a buddy of mine back in
2: July after the draft, they, they drafted a kid out of Australia. I feel so bad
4: for him. I'm being serious. Like I feel so bad that you're going into a dumpster fire like that. I'm going to give you some real names. Are you guys ready for this, Michael? Oh, I know you're answering the phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you ready for this, Ryan? Always. <sighs> Shy Gil- Gilgagos Alexander, Lugans Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Theo Malden, Derek Favors. There's one guy you might know. Mm-hmm. Kenrick Williams. Alecki Puskaliski, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Isaiah Roby, you might know him, Ty Jerome, Trey Mann, Mike Muscala, Gabriel Deck, Vit Krzycki, Paul Watson, Aaron Wiggins. No offense to these guys. They're all NBA caliber players. Who are they? Who are any of these people? It's a very major
2: league moment there. (laughs) Who are these expletive guys? I mean, no disrespect to them. Yeah. I. And
4: well, they're in Oklahoma City. Oh, and oh, Here's the thing about Oklahoma City. If you don't draft the guys, like, I don't know, Shy Gagas Alexander. I don't know who that is. They had to have drafted him because he's only 23. He went to Kentucky, so they drafted him. Yeah. Because Oklahoma City is not being like, hey, free agents, hear me out. Come check out the vast greatness that is – Oklahoma City. And that's a draw. That
2: is an absolute... Look, I know we're in Albuquerque, New Mexico right now, but...
3: We got a mountain! That's true. They got an Applebee's. You got elevation. Uh, You want to get lifted?
4: (laughs) You can take a lift up the tram, is what I'm saying. Houston... They're doing that move where it's we just or we're we're not even going to put in the effort. We're not going to do it like we got John Wall and we want nut, like Eric Gordon, whatever. But they're going to do nothing until all the money comes available at the exact same time. And then they're going to get three of the top tier guys when they're available cuz Houston's a super cool city. Yeah, Houston's great. It's just these, it's just, it's a gross to me. And teams at the top are going to get real fat off of it. Because those teams that are like, like, like Vitals Bucks, or if you want to go out West, like Denver or LAC or the Jazz, like they're just going to beat up on all these teams. Get super inflated records. Houston
2: pays John Wall $44 million. Is that real? The next closest guy is 13. Pull that mark.
4: 18. 18. Just nuts to me. Is there a team that's going to win 60 games this year? Are the Bucs going to win 60, Vital? They could. They could, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, If there's a team out there, yeah. I think the Nets could if Kyrie comes back. In the West, wow, there's a lot of competitive teams. They're going to beat up on each other. Yeah. Kyrie's not coming back. Like, that's like a
4: thing. And their fan base is crazy and dumb now. They're just going to storm the building? It's not the Nets fan base. It's Kyrie's fan base. I've said this a million times, and I'm saying it
2: again. I guess he got into Duke because of Coach K, but he's a flat earther. How did he get in such a prestigious university? It boggles my mind. I think this flat Earth thing is just recent in his life, I think. I'd like to sit down and have a conversation with him about it. I I'm, I'm sure he's an interesting guy to
4: talk to when you sit down with him. He's got to be off off his rocker. He's got to be off his rocker. But not like the type of office rocker that we see with like Ben Simmons, where it's like there's something going on with Ben Simmons. That's a different that's a different mental thing, That's old issue there. And if you're like like if you're friend of the show right now, 505-246-0610, Kwan's Auto Care Hotline. If you're in the show right now and you're like, I'm really about Kyrie. Like, let me see your browser history. Like, let me know what kind of person you are. Nets fan. Weirdo Nets fan. Please
2: tell me where they played before they moved to Brooklyn.
4: Yeah, right. And the only thing about like Net like the guys that raid like the Brooklyn the Barclays, like the only other event they went to all year was on January sixth. Like, like these guys are out there. So my bottom five, I got out Thunder Rockets, Magic Pistons, Cavaliers. Why? Like, Hey, here's the thing. Play this money all year. NBA better. Whoever they're playing against. You're not going to win them all because you can't win them all, but you're going to win so many of them. I'm not hating on Detroit,
2: but Detroit was really bad last year. Whoever's playing Detroit, take that team. Yes. They're in my list.
4: top side when we get back though sounds good way too early nba predictions kyrie hate ben simmons understanding los angeles lakers disaster so much more as we are also going to give you pitch by pitch updates of the baseball game as the houston astros prepare to embarrass the losers that are the atlanta braves start there they're singing the national anthem now (laughs) who's singing it tonight Kiki Palmer, I've never heard of her. I don't know who that is. But I okay. tell you, you, know who that is? Kiki Palmer, I've never heard of her. I'm going to turn it up at the break. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Well, it was a very good national anthem. That's my favorite song. I don't know if you know that. You told me during the break. It's a good song. A great song. It's my absolute favorite song. Uh, catch up on the texture a little bit, if that's right, with the friends of the show. Kyrie Irving is not coming back. He will study to see if the earth is flat. And on a serious note, Ben Simmons is going through a rough patch of depression. He said that in a recent interview. I agree. That's my take on Ben Simmons. He's in a tough spot. When you can't dunk
2: a basketball in the biggest game of your career, yeah, I would say that's probably mental. Yeah. Maybe I'll start giving him a pass. That's something I care about.
4: Uh, earlier, we were talking about how the Dune movie is a pass. The texter agrees with that. Too confusing. Too much going on. Yeah, I mean, yes, hard yes. So there you go. A little, little catch up. No one seems to agree with my hot take that Atlanta is full of losers and they're going to win the World Series. Now, are they losers by birth or by choice? <laughs> Uh, TBS. Okay. <laughs> also, how about Fox putting John Smoltz in the booth? You, I mean, I, come on, you homers. He's been there for what? Years? So they got to throw him out of the booth because Atlanta's in the World Series? That's how I see it. Hot take, Fred. It should only always be Joe Buck and Tim McCarver, the greatest broadcasting duo in the history of all professional teams. You things. really love McCarver? i yeah, love to. I have so many
2: friends that are baseball enthusiasts that despise him because they said that he's. He's the worst color
4: commentator in the history of
2: analyzing the game. What other
4: things are your friends insanely wrong about? Because they are. Dune. Yeah, there you go. That's the quality of friend you currently possess. Halloween kills. You got the type of friend who would just sit at Twin Peaks all night on a Tuesday, just giggling it up by himself. Yeah. Yeah. You're not (laughs) wrong. What about Hooters? Been a lot of years for your boy. Yeah, it's been a lot of years since I've been. I don't. Well, I mean, it's it's no rewind November, so maybe I'll go. There you go. Yeah. I frequent like, I mean, a fair amount of places, but not all the places. You know where I did eat recently? that was real good. Applebee's, Dave and Buster's. Oh, they like redid their menu during COVID. It's like I don't. I I can't say if it's scratch. I'm not going to say that. I don't know that, but it's not bar food anymore. It's like restaurant food. Now. I thought they already—they uh, always had restaurant food. I think they were probably doing like a ghost kitchen during like when Doordash was really kicking off. So that's what I would—I'm projecting that.
2: Yeah, out. I, I'm not hating, but I don't think Dave and Buster's was the premier place during the COVID, the pandemic.
4: Well, that's why they had the ghost kitchen. You're right. Yeah. So what? Are, what do you call it? Something else? You call it whatever. Um. Well, sorry for being Captain Obvious there. Yeah. You can't go in there and like play the lightsaber game. There was COVID.
2: Hmm.
4: I would hope not. The Bucks, I think, are going to end up at the very top of everyone. I think Denver will be in the mix. I think the Clippers and the Jazz and the Suns are everything in the West. And I think they're going to beat each other up a little bit, which would probably keep anyone from being able to pull away from the pack. But if I had to take from those four, I think the Jazz is probably the best squad or Denver talent-wise, up-and-down-wise. Now, if the Clippers can get like their quote-unquote superstarness like, figured out, that could be the
2: team that rolls. They finally won last night. They were 0-2. Not that that's
4: the end of the No, world. that's not. That's, that's kind of where I'm sitting in the West. I know I mentioned the Bucks, but that's just because they're above everyone else, in my opinion. I also think in the West, like Dallas has a shot to be a thing. I think Portland has a shot to be a thing. And after that, I don't see a lot in the West. I, I, Is Lillard,
3: Lillard back with the Portland Trailblazers? I believe so. so yeah, but I, it's it's about what can you do. You, who does he have around him? Well, CJ McCollum. So I think oh, they're still back together.
4: Yeah, I think wow. I think he can really go. I think Robert yeah. Covington plays bigger and more. So that I mean that's my vibe on him on that team because those three dudes, and then you got guys like like Lobo, Tony Snell, and you got guys like Larry Nance Jr. and you got. I think one of the Zeller boys is there, so it's
3: like I think like that Trailblazers team. Is their, their problem is finding another forward, a number four kind of player?
4: <sighs> yeah, they that Norman Powell kid. I guess they think could be a thing. I don't know a ton about him.
2: They lost a thirty to the Clippers last night, and Lillard had a very lillard like game. He was four fifteen, twelve points.
3: Yeah, that's not
4: him. well, guys. That's why they're way too early predictions. All right, Okay. Facts are facts. Yeah, okay, we're <laughs> four games into the season. I'm picking. I'm going to pick an NBA champion. It's, it, it's time to panic. Hit the panic button. I still think the Seventy Sixers is the one team that's going to come up behind the Bucks. I think the Nets have to have Kyrie. I truly do. Yeah, I do too. But they can't, you know. Like they, even if they can, like if it gets to the point, like legally or he changes his mind or whatever. They can't, because he already quit on him. Yeah, it's And Patty Mills can do it. I'm telling I'm such a Patty Mills he's fan. A good,
2: he's a good... He plays the... It's not the, like the Euroball. He plays like the Australian type. It's a different style of basketball. You can tell I know my basketball
4: X's and O's. <laughs> I can tell you don't love the NBA the way that I do, but that's okay. I like college ball. See, and that's the one I stay away from. But I've also
2: been a Knicks fan my entire life. In the last 20 years, 15, 16, 17 years
3: have been dreadful.
2: I'm
3: a well, Knicks guy. They, they look they look pretty promising. Yeah, there.
4: I'm a big Knicks guy. And, like, if you're going to talk about the East and be like can Julius Randle or, like, R.J. Barrett, like, push a team through, like, even one round of the playoffs, I would say, yeah. I would say with the comment like. Like uh the, oh what's the cat's name? Kimball Kimble Walker. Walker. Um and I think that Mitchell Robinson kid's like going to be very good. He was very good until he broke his arm last year, I think, at the beginning at the end, well, the end of the year. Traditionally speaking, better to have two arms. I would agree. Yeah. In this situation. In in playing professional basketball, two arms is better than one. <laughs> well, especially if you're 7 foot tall. Like that like he's no joke. No. He, Maybe needs a little bit of weight, but nah, it's I'm in on the Knicks. I, I, if you're going to talk to me about the East, and you're going to be like, "Hey, Freddie boy," like after the Bucks, like I'm going to say the
3: Sixers, and then if the Nets can figure it out. Well, they they go. They're kind of energized. I mean, I saw them the other night play, and they they go for loose balls. They, they grab rebounds. It's not the old Knicks of the past. There, I Ryan. agree. Well, and they got a coaching
4: staff. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like I think the city doesn't want to be enthused about Brooklyn. They, it's only about the Knicks. It, the Brooklyns are a stepson. If you've lived there, or you're from there, and you have,
2: it, it's a Knicks town. It, yeah, it shocked me that yeah. that the Nets went to Brooklyn because they were just the lowly New Jersey Nets. Now I know they had those two runs in the early 2000s with Jason Kidd. Nobody, it's a Knicks town.
4: Yes. The Hawks, I think, are good in the East. I think Boston, obviously, is good in the East. I think um, this, to me, is Jason Tatum's year. Like, this is the okay, now, are you the guy that's going to be literally the MVP? Or are you just going to always be very good?
2: He played well last night. I think he had 40, and they finally beat Charlotte. That, good. That's a Jason Tatum I like. And this is coming from a Knicks fan, speaking of the Celtics.
4: Well, and, and you, like, the guys around him, like that Jalen Brown can play around him, Marcus Smart plays around him. There's you got some guys that have been in the league for a while, Al Horford. Like it's to me, it's a team that's laid out. also, I love Enos Cantor. I know like on the court he doesn't necessarily make that but like social speaking, like Enos Cantor to me is the voice of Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I know that doesn't like that's not gonna affect the court. Like I, whatever. I, I, I have much respect for him
2: for his I guess social work, like you just said, Yeah. But- uh,
4: I gotta respect his basketball game because he's much better than I am.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and taller than I am.
4: Well, that's the thing when you're, you know, your dating profile says six eleven. Yeah, and I like he's above, like the fiftieth percentile in most things. He got the size. He shoots well from the basket. I mean, if he play, he just doesn't play enough. Like he, don't. and he'll probably rotate
2: in Boston. Even as Brad Stevens is moving to the front office, he'll they'll, they'll have his
4: say in all of that. It's not even like it's a super tight team either. No. Uh, there, no, there's just – there's guys that are flat out on the court at least better than him. I think Robert Williams is better than him, and he's, like, littler. Yeah. So, so in the West – I got coming out of the West the Jazz. I think the Jazz, to me – is, like, the definition of team basketball. Like, the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, um, the kid, what's his name? 22, shooter.
3: Mike Conley. Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Like, there you go. Conley's key to their success, too.
4: Yeah. Well, don't sleep on, like, Royce O'Neal. Like, there's a lot of talent out there. But I just, I feel in the West, no one is going to be able to figure it out team-wise as well as they're going to be able to figure it out. LA's not going to be able to. Like the Lakers have more talent on their squads, cool. They're not going to play as a team the way this team's going to play.
3: Yeah, they're the Lakers are built for defense more than their three point shooting. They've been good at over the years.
2: I'm not going to sit here and and pretend, you know, I know everything about the NBA because obviously I don't. But I don't like Russell Westbrook with this Laker team. I don't either. I don't at all. I'm glad. Okay, Vital. I'm glad we agree. I I I can't see them putting it together. I know they always turn it on in. LeBron always turns it on in, in April, May, and June. I, I can't see that this year. And they need Anthony Davis, and it was
4: evident against Phoenix in the first round last year. It They're in such a weird place because, like, le- obviously LeBron, obviously Anthony Davis, obviously Russell Westbrook, but then it gets real weird after that. Like, the Kendrick Nunn stuff, the Horton Tucker kid, like, I, I get it, but, like, what are you doing on this team? Like, are you going to try to put Carmelo Anthony in more? Are you going to try Malik Monk, Rajon Ron? Like, the team is like, there's too many guys that aren't going to be able to fit in correctly. It DeAndre is, Jordan, Dwight Howard. It, like,
2: is, it is your NBA version of old man pickup game at, yeah. at the Y. Although, I mean, Camaro, Camaro looks
4: the part right now. He played well for Portland the last couple of years. He was a nice piece. Going to break, Valdez falling behind early to Solaire. 2-0 on the count. Updates after this. It's ABQ Central. On Ninety-five. About Forty-five minutes ago, I said, six-ten. "Go put a hundred bucks on Soler to hit a leadoff home run to start the World Series." And Ryan, you said the odds are like four hundred to one. Fred, don't do that. It's stupid. So on a 2-0 count. Soler corks one into left center for first home run of the World Series and the first run for the Braves. I'm basically bets for here. I'm basically I'm, I'm a soothsayer. I can see. I can all but see the future. I'm arguably the best sports talk personality in the history of all things because I called the Solaire leadoff home run.
3: Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I'm stupid.
4: What did it? Did it really play? What was it? 400 four hundred to one. Four hundred to one. I don't
2: know what the the site was or or what book it was, but it was four hundred to one.
4: Freddie Freeman dribbler down the left hand side. He's out at first. Al Baez, Deja vu, exact same dribbler down the left-hand side, safe at first. Then he steals the bag, so you get the taco, Ryan.
2: Yes. Still a base, still a taco.
4: And then who? 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 The third baseman, Austin Riley. As you just said in the break, America's asking who the hell is Austin (laughs) Riley. Yeah, who's who's Austin Riley? He puts one into left center where no one's standing. Albaez comes around from second to score standing up. He's been doing that all postseason clutch hits. Shoot. The only reason his the only reason his pants are even dirty is because he slid into second and there was no throw. It doesn't even matter.
2: Eddie Rosario is a dangerous
4: man. Yeah, with Riley on second and scoring. And Valdez is so terrified right now that he's throwing the bur- the ball to everything but the backstop. This this Houston Astros team is done for. First of all, this is going to be a complete game no-hitter for Charlie Morton. I just want to put that out there. Put money on that. I already called the Soler home run. I should start listening to you more often when I make sports bets. I'm telling you. You take the big risk. Because I don't want $100, but I do want 400 times $100. That's what I do want. Big money. Rosario goes down swinging against Valdez. As Rosario is embarrassed and will have to call his father after this and apologize for... Carrying the family name this way on national television, what a loser! Pirouetted in the swing. I don't know if that went. I was seeing it was one of those little stick your bats out. Legitimately, that was six inches off the plate. Like, what are you doing? Figure that out. If him, if I were him right now, I'd be swinging everything. Anyway, he's he's been hot. When I'm up to rip over the favorite and home team at Houston Astros in the World Series. And I got a runner on second. You know what I might do? Tighten it up a little bit, because you're going to get to Valdez, who, by the way, is just floating them over. And he's only 17 pitches into the game. This last ball, he just—it's 70 miles per hour. Might have been 79, but you get the point. Into the dirt. Yeah, the the miles per hour on that pitch was less than my oxygen level than when I had COVID. <laughs> Developed about for the Braves, he's going to try to extend this Atlanta lead. Updates of this game throughout. Tom Brady threw a six hundred touchdown pass this weekend. Did you see that? I certainly did. I think he traded Bitcoin for it. I'm not joking. One Bitcoin worth
2: sixty seven thousand dollars. Good deal. That's a fair trade. I am all for that. And then the guy got season tickets for the rest of this year, next okay. year, thousand dollars to the team shop, and then he was comp something else. Like an autograph, something. And something. He got He got Mike Evans signed him a couple autographs. Oh, I love that. And then Brady did too. I love that. People were complaining about that. I'm like, I who was the one? Just people on social media. I would take the one Bitcoin. Which social media are you talking? Yeah, I take
4: the Bitcoin. All the social medias. Not Twitter. I think Twitter's usually the pretty cool about and that. Snapgram. I didn't see anything on Reddit. That's the one I use. I don't use Reddit. I'm a big Reddit guy. That That's on brand for me. Is it? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I can see it now.
2: I can see you typing away at like 9.30 at night or 1 o'clock in the morning.
4: Like, mm. Jorge Soler just hit the first leadoff home run in the top of a first inning of Game 1 in World Series history. And I freaking called it. Because I'm telling you, I'm, don't let this laissez-faire approach fool you.
2: I, didn't re- I thought Chase Utley did that, but I guess I'm wrong. Who? For the Phillies? Yeah. In '08. I guess my sports history is a little off. My my MLB history is a little off. He may have hit a lead off home run. He put uh, he put the Phillies up early in uh, Game One of that 2008 series. It's really sad. I know that.
4: I gotta get a life. I would say 2008 is when I was also passionate about for- sports. So it's been some time. Okay. I am pat. I'm gonna be honest. I'm passionate about sport. I'm passionate about entertainment. That's why I love the World Series. And wrestling. In pro wrestling. In the big game. Like, do I have a ton of love for collegiate women's soccer? I don't. Do I during the college cup? Yes, I do. All Duvall could do was fly out to the warning track and write. But the damage has already been done by this Atlanta Braves team traveling to Houston. Is there a to rip over the white eyed and fearful? houston astros this game's over it's the top of the first it's over it's the middle of the first have i been wrong about any other prediction still have eight and a half innings to go (laughs) it's a long game i can tell you this much we're gonna see a bottom of the ninth i'll tell you that you're not wrong no i I, and major league baseball would want that so, Tom, how does this ball even end up in a fan's hand? Because Mike Evans didn't know it
2: was a 600-touchdown <laughs> pass. That's how it happens. I, I truly believe that these guys don't care. They, they make their money and they play the game. Win or lose, they go out there, and occasionally they care.
4: 400 of those touchdown passes were thrown before Mike Evans was even in the league. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I don't know if that's an actual fact, but it's got to be close.
3: What is that ball really valued at? Really, like, like if it, if you're to put it on like seven hundred thousand. Who said that? Who who made that? That was what uh, ESPN. Someone, some some person with sports memorabilia in the New York City area said it would come out to about seven hundred thousand to start. All right, Right. go Hart. up to one million. You work it all in autographs.
4: Yeah, I do. Somebody walks in with Tom Brady six hundred ball. <laughs> what do you like? What do you? Is it like when I used to work at GameStop and I try to buy the game off them on the side for like 20 bucks? You tried to do that? Oh, all the time I did that. I'm glad I learned something new
2: today <laughs> that you worked at GameStop.
4: I would I would be like, hey, I can give you I can give you five bucks in store credit, or I got a 10 spot right here in my pocket. Up to you guy. I'm trying to think. I never worked at GameStop. Come oh, on oh. now. Six hundred thousand?
2: 700,000.
4: 700, 700,000? To a million.
2: A lot of clams.
4: I'm looking for, like, a good sports memorabilia. Steiner Sports, that's the one I'm familiar with. That's the Super Bowl party I've been to.
2: Back it. All right. But there's only
4: one 600 touchdown pass, so it's... Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything unless he, like, died today. Like... You're still going to have six on one. How many he threw? How many the other day? Four or five again?
2: Just every day. Yeah, it's, it's like every week. He's just throwing five touchdown passes. In
4: 1998, Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs. Do you remember that?
2: Yes. Yes, I do.
4: I, I couldn't tell you which ball was worth more. The 70th one or the record-breaking uh, 62 or whatever. 63.
2: 62.
4: Yeah. Like, I, I have no clue. I mean, the one that tied it's got to be worth a lot, too. So that's 62. 62 is the one that took it. Yeah. So what is that? I, I'm being serious. What is that worth? No clue, right? But is it is it worth more than the one that it was, which was 70? And then Mar- and then Barry Bonds in whatever year that was, 2009? I don't count. What's he at, 72? 76, I think. Yeah.
2: I, I don't count. I, I don't even know, and I love baseball. It's because my dislike for Barry Bonds, I don't even know how many hit. I don't even know what the record is. That's how disgusted I am. I know, it's crazy.
4: Charlie Morton puts one over the middle of the plate to Jose Altuve, and he tries to do his best Jorge Soler impersonation. But just rips it foul. Good cut. He's looking to to cut the lead in half here. The thing about Altuve is he's the best player on the field. So if he if he goes and tells the boys, hey, forget staying disciplined and working the pitch count, we're going to go out there and just swing real hard, the rest of the team will follow that lead. Yes. Now, do they have a bunch of Major League Baseball players that can crack dingers all the time and there's no home run rule in the World Series? Yes. Also, Charlie freaking Morton. Uncle Charlie freaking Morton, who throws a 12-6 as good as Adam Wainwright does. Who can paint a corner. Like, he's been in contact his entire career with a guy, I don't know, like Greg Maddox.
2: He's 4-0 and oh in closeout games. That's the most in MLB postseason history. Pretty clutch.
4: This Atlanta team is about to sweep the Houston
2: Astros. That's hot take.
4: It's not. It's factual. Jose Altuve just went down to the reverse K against Charlie Morton in the bottom of the first— When his team right now at home with his fan base feet away from him, he can't even rise like the cream he claims he is to the top to match what waiver wire acquisition Jorge Soler did to lead off the World Series. He was traded. Whatever. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Somebody didn't want him.
2: Don't tell that to Royals fans. They wanted him.
4: Michael Brantley says, I'm actually a pro. I've been here a long time. He singles to right center. Grab a break when we get back. I got I got a couple. I got UNM here. I got I got a bunch of stuff on my list. More sports talk for certain, though. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Alex Bregman. Slow roller to the right side. Easily played by Freddie Freeman. Little PFP there for Charlie Morton out at first advances Michael Brantley to second. And now you're on Alvarez is up who is maybe the most dangerous hitter in this entire thing. So if Houston is going to answer the question that is what can you do against Charlie Morton, it's going to have to come right now. You were on the program Saturday. I sure was. You said that New Mexico was going to lose to Wyoming fashionably that they weren't going to be able to figure it out, and you were embarrassed to be a University of New Mexico alum.
2: I've said that a lot, and I've even put that in print (laughs) while attending the university.
4: And I said, Boy, was I wrong. Bester Adamus here. I said, If they can stop Wyoming on their first two drives, and they can score early, not only are they going to win, they're going to do it decidedly. Well, they won the first half, and then neither team bothered in the second half. Big win for the UNM Lobos, 14-3 over Wyoming this past weekend. Three and five are the Lobos on the season. So here it is, Ryan, ashamed of your alma mater, embarrassed to be a Lobo fan because you're too cool for school. Always have been. You see enough wins in their future to be bowl eligible? UNLV is 0-7. Should be
2: one there, right? That should be a win. You are now four and five on the season, and it's homecoming mm-hmm. for UNM here in about a week and a half. I like Fresno's tough. Fresno's tough. They beat them last year. They got yep. them in Vegas last year on that neutral site. Um, they're one and oh against Fresno in Vegas. In Vegas. Utah State's pretty good, and then you've got the dreaded trip to the blue field in, in Idaho. They, they, they're not beating Fresno, and they're not beating Boise. State. You can't do it. You can't just support your team.
4: Not on the road, man. You're a jerk.
3: <laughs> Why can't you support Isaiah Chavez? And t- he He's been down this road before, where they let it let him down.
2: Yeah. You know, when I covered him, I have to, I had to be objective. So I don't know what road you're talking about. <laughs> but now that I'm alumni, but and that, I have, that's a, what I mean. Yeah, You've now been the,
3: down this road with them before they let you down. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. They've.
4: When I was younger, and yeah, I care. They they let me down. So you've been heartbroken, right? Like in life, you know what that feels like. You can you don't have to describe it, but you can identify the feeling. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Does that mean you can <laughs> never love again? No, no, you can. This I, this is therapy for me. Thank you. The Detroit Lions. Okay. <laughs> they drafted bad wide receiver after bad wide receiver for five years in a row. Right. Mike Williams. Carlos Rogers. Carlos Rogers. Where is he today? I think he's in jail. Roy Williams. Prison. Did that keep them from taking Megatron? Because they had been hurt so many times by (laughs) drafting wide receivers in the first round? No. No, it did not. Ryan Tamari. It didn't. (laughs) It didn't stop us Americans Kept when the talks. Nazis bombed yeah. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I'm glad you get the reference, Vital. Oh, I get the reference as well. I'm glad you get the reference, too. I'm just saying. You can't let what has hurt you in the past continue to hurt you in the future, big dog. Because this Lobos team behind my quarterback, number six, Isaiah Chavez, who, by the way, I thought wore 13 last year. be 5 So I was a little confused on that. I think he did wear 13 last year because he's number six now. Isn't Jarvis wearing five? Kyle Jarvis wears five, doesn't he? I think so. Now i got to get the roster up. I don't know. Well, I don't have it in front of me. I'm just just saying. I need you to embrace what is going on at UNM if you're going to continue to be a contributing part of this program. Can I tell you what? (laughs) Can I tell you what I
2: do embrace? What? I do like Danny Gonzalez. I do like that he's an alumni. I do that like that he is happy to be here he's not even happy he's like beyond thrilled to be here and that's what this
4: program needs alvarez draws the walk he goes down to first carlos correa now up to bat and he digs in thanks for killing my positivity it's important <laughs> that individuals know that carlos correa is sitting zero and two against uncle charlie morton with two men on in the freaking world series in the first inning of it- game one There'll mm-hmm. never be another first inning of game one ever for this World Series. This is historic. Unlike you, with your constant <laughs> fanboyism of Danny Gonzalez, oh, and how you will never way to way to turn it on me now. <laughs> I do do that. You
2: do, you do it a lot. That's my move. And even in even off air, you do it a lot. I do
4: it all the time off air. Yeah. You and I sat down in a coffee shop earlier this week. What was that? Satellite Coffee. Yes. Satellite yeah. Coffee. We we're talking shop. We were like, here's how business works. Here's that, here's how radio works. We're talking life. And everything you said, I said, you're wrong, even if you're absolutely correct. Charlie Morton refusing to even put a pitch in the same area code that Carlos Carrera is standing in. The Astros are about to come back here in the bottom of the first, take the lead, and then ride off into the sunset as the Texas Cowboys that they are.
2: I was going to call him the Texas Rangers, an ode to Walker Texas Ranger, but...
4: There's already a Texas Ranger. There's a Texas Ranger baseball team. It would be very confusing to Ian Kinsler. Yes, it would. Very. Morton puts one in the dirt, and Maldonado's got to chase it around for two minutes. Travis Darno. Travis darno has got to chase it around.
2: Former New York Metropolitan.
4: And everyone advances on the bases. I need you to tell me that UNM is going to go to a bowl game. I would love to see UNM go to a bowl game. Because you get your fourth win against UNLV. They have to beat Utah State. They have to beat Utah State. Because that gives you your fifth win. Now.
3: It's the final home game, right? It is. They can throw the ball, man. That Boise State game, though. They're right there for the
4: pickings. The Fresno State game, I think, is tough. But they beat them last year. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm bold prediction. Put a hundred bucks on it. Undefeated the rest of the season. <laughs> That's what the Lobos are gonna now, do.
3: What are you what? smoking?
4: Did you see him against Wyoming? Shut him down. So I got it. Big win. So you take a week off. Take a week off, boys. Big win. UNLV. They just planned it out perfectly. You think this is accidental here? Base is juiced for two thousand seventeen rookie of the year, Kyle Tucker. As he comes up to bat for the Atlanta or excuse me, the Houston Astros. There's a lot of money in this production for this Astros team. Or the Major League Baseball. You want to make sure I mention. My friend Kim Kershen over at Locker number five oh five. They're doing cars and candy. Uh, Yeah, they're doing it this Saturday.
2: I don't know what this is. Explain this.
4: So October 30th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Food trucks. There's a craft fair. DJ detour. A lot of fun. There's going to be fun there. So it's over. I'm sold. (laughs) 1613 Arizona Northeast. It's that intersection, though, of San Pedro and Constitution. So don't let the address fool you. Go over there. They're taking. So in exchange for your donation to locker number 505. You get number one a lot of fellowship. Number two, you you help you help some kids. So go there, check out their car show. They have like uh, super high end cars. It's going to be really cool. And then, like I said, free trick or treating for the kids. So if that's a thing, uh, twenty dollar donation per car if you want to be in the show. And you can contact my friend Kim over at locker number five hundred five at five hundred five two nine four sixteen forty seven. You're always thinking of the kids. It's the only thing I'm able to help well. I don't know how to like. I don't know how to fundraise for animals. They give like someone would be like, "Fred, can you help my adoption agency?" I'll be like, "Well, I will try." Hopefully, it's an adoption agency for kids because if it's animals, no. Trying to take it up to the break with this bases loaded, so that we don't lose the listener. Charlie Morton screaming at himself as he's up to twenty-five pitches in the first, and we thought he was going to roll through the first. Not we, you, I did. But Altuve went down with the reverse K. But now Tucker can't get one through the gap. And no harm, no foul for this Houston Astros. Or excuse me, this Atlanta Braves. Ball game. It's over.
2: (laughs) It's over. Ball game's over.
4: Slow roller to second. And all the hot air was in this balloon as it slowly deflates to the ground. The varsity is after this. Today's varsity is the varsity of made-for-TV movies. It's ABQ Central, on 95.9 FM and AM610. The sports animal. Back on the program. Atlanta's put two runners on right away here in the second. And it's basically a waterfall of failure for this Houston Astros team as they're drowning in their own demise. They put a bunch of runners on base, couldn't capitalize. Charlie Morton looks like a savior after going twenty-six pitches deep in the first and allowing Absolutely no damage. He got out of a jam. And his boys are only lifting him up here as the aforementioned two runners on with no outs. And the top of the first is you're already up two. And your number nine hitter Swanson's coming up. If I'm I'm runners on first and second right now and Swanson up, I am bunting. Play small ball. Really mess with their heads. Get my guys over. Today's varsity. By the way, thank you to J.J. Buck for connecting with the program earlier. Thank you to caller Tommy, caller Vincent. Had a lot of fun today. Thank you to Ryan Tamari for joining us. Always. Swanson hits one to the warning track, and it's caught at 408 feet of the 409 fence. Both runners advance. Here comes the top of the lineup. And if you are a lone Houston Astros fan, maybe because you used to cut Alex Bregman's hair in high school or something, Let's not go there. Albuquerque Academy alum. Is that a good one? Today's varsity is the varsity of made-for-TV movies. Okay. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. All right. I'm gonna go with Sharknado. So Sharknado came out in 2013. Stars Tara Reid, Ian Ziering, and David Hasselhoff. Uh, it's a brilliant movie about a tornado filled with sharks. That's basically the premise. And a hurricane in the Pacific. When a freak hurricane swamps Los Angeles, nature's deadliest killer rule, which rules the sea, now also rules the land and the air, is thousands of shark sharks terrorize the waterlogged populace of Los Angeles. I'm going with Sharknado on my varsity of made-for-TV movies. That's a great choice. Thank you. Mine is a Disney Channel original movie.
2: Or, as the acronym is DCOM. 1999 Smart House.
4: Oh, yes. I'm very familiar
2: with yes. Smart House. Featuring uh, Futurama and Married with Children and Sons of Anarchy star Katie Seagal. Yes. Excellent. Who plays an overbearing house. House.
4: <laughs> she's the voice. She's like Hal. Yeah, she's like S- Hal.
2: Yeah, from Space Odyssey. Yes. Uh, it's about a teenage computer nerd in a contest with whiz- Wizg, played by Ryan Merriman his widowed father and his little sister, who win the computerized house. And little do they know, he reprograms Katie Seagal's character, Hal of Smart House,
4: and it begins to take on a life of its own. Oh, gosh. Next on my varsity is Sharknado (laughs) 2. It's the second one. It's the exact same story as Sharknado 1, except now it's in New York City. And they, for some reason, have brought in Vivica A. Fox, Mark McGrath, Judah Friedlander, who if you're not familiar with, is very funny, Judd Hirsch, and you're like, who's that? He was in Independence Day alongside Vivica A. Fox and Andy Dick. So Sharknado 2, the second one, where a freaky weather system turns deadly fury on New York City unleashing a Sharknado. Is my answer for straight to TV films?
2: We're keeping this theme going. I've got another decom. Go ahead. A Disney Channel original movie, and it plays this season, uh, starring under it's un, under wraps, and it's their very first Disney Channel original movie, and it it stars Bill. <laughs> I don't know how much mis, mispronounce this. I think it's Dutch. Bill Fagerbakker. Fag, for I don't know. I'm, no I'm, clue. Yeah, no clue. Uh, but he was on the show Coach. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so you know who I'm talking about.
4: No. Sharknado 3, (laughs) Oh Hell No, is, well, it's an action comedy horror film. The third installment of the Sharknado series. If you're not familiar with it, I believe this one is set in outer space in parts. So the sharks have now made their way from not just sea, land, and air, but also outer space. Um, That one does star... Bo Derek and Mark Cuban as well, so the cast has really grown at this part. Uh, also, the return of David Hasselhoff after we aforementioned he was replaced by Mark McGrath in the second. My third is uh, it for Tim Curry's performance. Oh, good that's okay. Pennywise the clown. That's a very good one. Also, in my varsity of made for TV movies, Sharknado Four. <laughs> uh it's the fourth, the fourth Awakens. It's very good. Gary Busey steps up for this one. Um, very similar to the first two, except there's for some reason now they're in I guess like a casino, which is weird. So I'm gonna think it's in Vegas where there is no sharks. It's a desert or tona- tornadoes and definitely no ocean. So that's my answer for the Varsity I made for TV is the fourth Sharknado.
2: I guess my my runner up is
4: any Disney Channel original movie. Okay, <laughs> just just kind of the entire catalog. I celebrate it. Yeah. Showing your age there. I am. My very last one for the varsity of made-for-TV movies is Sharknado 5 (laughs) Global Warming. Um, With much of America lying in ruins from the previous Sharknados, the Sharknados are now free to move across the entirety of the world. Uh, The world is in trouble at this point as tornado-filled sharks just ravish Uh, monuments and landmarks that are famously known across the world. It's arguably the best made-for-TV movie ever outside of the previous four in the series. So there, Chris Kattan is in that one. Also, Olivia Newton-John, who you know from Greece. Yes. Those movies are very good commentary on global warming.
2: (laughs) If you haven't seen them, they are. Complete, absolute breakdown of it. Um that was it. You got no more. Uh, Ice spiders, which is a sci-fi original channel tra- movie. I've seen about five minutes of
4: it, and okay. it was craptastic. Sharknado feeding frenzy is an offshoot of the Sharknado series. Stars Max Kellerman, uh, the boxing analyst guy.
2: Yes, he, he's fantastic on ESPN.
4: Also Kelly Osborne, and it is a weird one. I would put it at the bottom of the Sharknados, but it's still at the top of made-for-TV movies. Also, Savannah Guthrie is in it, and that's weird because she's a broadcaster. Like, I don't understand. I, I take her more seriously now. Sci-Fi did something special for a long time with the Sharknado series. RIP to it, which looks like it died in 2017. Just kidding. Apparently, there's one called The Last Sharknado. <laughs> you did really good today. I appreciate it. Ryan, you're very talented. Michael, you did excellent. Any final words before we go, boys? I
2: appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, as always, Vitell, thank you.
4: Good job, everyone. G G.